We are live, but we're not on the air as far as video. We're just doing an audio show, which is actually ironic because this is really the way the show is supposed to be. Um, it is Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe. Hey. And uh, we have a special guest on. It's uh, I'm a huge fan of, of this guest. I've listened to his show uh, with him and Steve Litchfield for years, and I, I try to participate in the MeWe group, but I'm always I'm not exactly always online all the time. Um, but it's been our honor and privilege to to bring you Ted Salmon from the photo chat, uh, audio only. And uh, thanks for coming on. I realize you got better things to do on your Sunday, and we really appreciate you taking some time and uh, spending some you, time with the show. Well, I really appreciate it, sir. You must believe that I really haven't got anything better to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's cool. Neither does Joe and me. It's sometimes 50 so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you uh, uh, taking time out and spending some uh, some time with us today. It really is a No busy. problem at all. We're very happy to be here. Well, thank you. Both so, huge well, fans. Both oh, huge yeah, fans. So I guess the first question is covered. So how long have you been doing the phone show chat and kind of how did you get started doing that? And just kind of just uh, the basics of uh, kind of an origin story, at least on that podcast, which I'm sure most of our fans would be aware of. Yeah. Um, just before I um, go into that, I'd just like to say that the PSC phone show chat is only one of um, a number of podcasts that I'm involved in. We also have um, Tech Addicts, which I do with Gareth Miles um, mm -hmm. every other Sunday. We do a cinema and film uh, a podcast every fortnight as well um, with the team there. And also I do a, a thing we call Whatever Works with Aidan Bell. And we do that every couple of weeks as well. And that's a, more of a fun podcast. But yeah, the one that's been going the longest is, of course, the one you refer to is PSC Phone Show Chat. And... Um, in answer to your question, that one started um, in 2009. Wow. So we're, we're 14 Usual. years in, 753 wow. shows, I think it is. And it's quite amazing. I was talking to Steve recently. Uh, we're trying to work out if we knew any other podcasts that have been going as long or rather with as many episodes of an hour long. Um, right. And we, we couldn't think of one. But um, Not consistently, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. Not like I can so think of. Fourteen years, um, and it, you know, we every week we've done it. Really, we, we, th th there have been a few disasters and a couple of missed ones, but other than that, we have we've been there. You know, even if it's Christmas or 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 Easter or whatever it is, we just do it anyway, and we just carry on, which probably reflects what a sad life he and I have. <laughs> oh, we, we like we like to call it dedication here on the on the uh, <laughs> yeah dedication. Yeah, I mean. Really? dedication to your craft and so we yeah and we we've even had some you know like a couple of weeks ago we missed a couple of weeks here and there kind of thing so just i mean 14 years is a long time to do anything especially something that requires coordination with another person if it's just you doing a show it gets it's a little easier right but it's the coordination of holidays and family stuff and all those kind of yeah. things the fact yeah. that you can do it pretty pretty religiously without missing a beat for 14 years is pretty incredible if you ask me i think it's awesome yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, we're, we're both very um, proud of that and we're very pleased that that's the way it's gone. Um, ju just to, to kind of do the furniture there for a minute, if, if anyone wants in on any of the stuff that I do, you can find that on my website and I'll plug my website, which is tedsalmon.com. Um, and on my website, I've got links to all the audio podcasts that I do with the team and also um, routes into our MeWe groups. Uh, Joe's in our MeWe group as well. Yep. And fantastic community thank you and we have a number of um miwi groups going uh, along there and um there's links to all of that stuff in at tedsalmon.com 
perfect. And talking yeah. of tedsalmon.com, I see I'm not a massive fan of reading usually. I don't read much, but I love your written reviews, Ted. I absolutely love them. So definitely check out his website. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a bit old-fashioned in a sense. that I'm not such a big fan of video. And I know that you two are, clearly, because you do it every <laughs> week. Um, but uh, I, I like to read words, and I, and I like to, to construct um, reviews with words. Um, and I, I'm afraid I'm probably not in the... I'm just, I'm just over 60 years old, and I guess that might be reflective of me not in, uh, grasping the whole video thing so easily. And I just would much rather... if you gave me a video of a phone review or a or a, um, a a tablet review or a computer review i would so much rather read someone's writing about it than i would sit and watch someone littered with adverts on youtube and oh, and, yeah. and probably probably being very cheesy and annoying in the process and you know i i just think it's better to write them so i appreciate what you say joe and thank you for appreciating my written word and i i, I will continue to do that yeah, please do. Please do. And going to the videos, it's, sometimes it's all about the production rather than the content. We find we talk about it quite a lot on this podcast, um, like MKBHD. A lot yeah. of it's about the production rather than the content. That's how I yeah. feel anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you have a polished, um, professional-looking output like he has, then I guess that's a bit different. And we were talking recently on PSC about the fact that he is very smart with his advertising because he works it into what he's talking about. He doesn't, yeah. You don't get this thing where he says, oh, and now we'll have a break for five minutes while we talk about our sponsor. He, actually, <laughs> he, he works his sponsor into the stuff he's showing and the stuff he's talking about and he does it very very smartly so it's different well yeah, yeah and also you know and remember his you know his original youtube channel i mean it was a lot more raw it was in his room he was obviously a teenager and it's it's kind of been fascinating to watch um his kind of progression and how it's organically grown into this thing that's i would argue it's way past technology now it's really i mean when you see when you see Marquez on Joe Rogan and on Hot Ones, okay, well, you're you're no longer just a tech guy reviewing phones. You're clearly he have pretty much have talked. You've transformed that into like an entertainment tech engagement, um, and you've really clearly crossed over the threshold of uh, regular people walking down the street may know him now, and and they would not know him like we would think, right? So it would be like, wait a minute, I recognize you. You're on that Hot Ones eating hot wings, and like you know. It, or I saw you on Joe Rogan experience, you know, I mean, that's how they're, it's going to click. And that takes an incredible amount of talent, but also, like you said, Ted, have, being acutely aware of how to leverage his advertising and his production quality. And, and I would, he would probably not argue with the fact that he's no longer just a tech reviewer, right? I, I, yeah, yeah. He's way past all that now. And, um, and I would also probably argue that, what you're seeing out of him and um, Lou, you know, from uh, Unbox Therapy, I, I think those days of getting to that strata are pretty much gone from just YouTube alone. I, I think that that space is saturated to the point where you're not going to get somebody with 15 million subscribers anymore in the straight tech space. I, I just think, think that's realistic. What, what are your thoughts on that as far as over the last 15 years, somebody getting into YouTube or any of this, you know, do they, do they think they have a chance at any kind of um, success in that numbers? Lot from, from your standpoint 
I, I think probably you're right. I think that that was a time and it was an era and it was a, a thing that you got you got onto. And if you were lucky and if you were good at what you did, like he is, um, then you do really well at it and you make um, considerable amounts of money and you, you do very well. Um, on, the, on the other hand, people that have worked hard um, at, at doing stuff and keep it going um, also have a, a certain amount of kudos and they've started much later. Um, right. You know, uh, one that, that um, should spring to mind for me is um, Hales. Hales. Hales from South Africa, who's moved to London. Um, okay. Hales World. And she started relatively recently. She's obviously doing really, really well at it. And her production and her presentation skills are really good. Um, so, you know, it, I don't think it's all gone. I think it just depends on how much energy you've got and how much time you've got and what you want to put into it. And, and whether or not you can make it a full-time job. Um, which probably I, I'm guessing that the three of us probably have have um, don't have this as a full time job. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately, no. I, I, we, I, me and Joe both have full time jobs. Although he has arguably the cooler job because he actually works um, with the tech that we talk about. I don't. I, I work in a completely different uh, space. So that's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I deal with people that either want Samsung or uh, iPhones. They don't even know what an Oppo is. <laughs> So, right. <laughs> it's quite frustrating at times. I try and sell them a, a device that meets their needs, will save them money. No, I want the Samsung. Okay, <laughs> have it your way. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding oh. I'm finding the whole Samsung thing just so compelling at the moment. I you, you'll mm. be aware you'll be aware, Joe, that um, on the show I've been re reviewing the um, S23, the little one. And yeah. Also the um, the S twenty two Ultra, the big one, um, mm -hmm. and I've also got an, a, a a tablet here, an S an S eight, um, and it, it's just such a compelling argument, you know, that you, you've mm. got you seem to have Google and Apple, and you have uh, Samsung, and everyone else is you know way way down the list, as lovely as they might um, be, and that the gear is, and all the rest of it, um, they're, they're way down the game, and Samsung is a makes a compelling argument left right and center the um the stuff is as polished um in many ways as apple is and um as google are doing now or trying to do yeah i agree i mean i've got a tab s uh, a ultra that i bought on miwi actually uh -huh. on classified <laughs> absolutely love it and the way that the devices marry up the ecosystem is very good uh their buds are very good yeah uh, well, samsung make everything don't they <laughs> Right. Yes, that's right. And, and that whole kind of system it replicates what's going on with Apple, I think. And, and that's been a purposeful ploy on the part of Samsung. And, and also Samsung are getting in, into bed very deeply with Google now. And Google, I think Google are seeing um, Samsung as their ambassador on earth almost. Mm. That's where it is. And they want to work with them to make sure that, that it all happens. A good example being the whole um microsoft thing that they you know they're working to get to get that all working with the the apps in in the phone link software and all of that stuff yeah i was about to say they're also very much in bed with microsoft so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. samsung the slutty business they are yeah <laughs> and i don't really i don't particularly like samsung stuff because i don't like to be baked in so deeply no. as that um however as i say it's that they just it, it's a really compelling thing and it's mm. difficult to ignore Absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and you know, and, and I think the, the there's a little difference. So with the Samsung thing, you know, realize that most people who are using Android really equate Android to Samsung, right? I mean, they, they it's almost they're almost interchangeable. Yep. So they they don't they know now of Google because uh, Google has decided to actually throw some money through their advertising budget, right? I guess that, that somebody at I guess somebody at Alphabet decided, hey, you know, we probably want to tell people about these phones <laughs> that we're making. <laughs> you know, I, after like four iterations, they're like, you know what, this this whole marketing thing, it, it might be actually pretty good if we try to throw some mon- money behind it and try to get people to know what it is. Yeah. And the thing with Samsung and Microsoft more is about Remember, Samsung is in the Windows space. They make, you know, laptops and those kind of things. So and software. So um, it's it's an interesting approach. I think they've kind of set back and kind of let um, let the other players um, and let's see how it shook out. And again, remember they're they're arguing in two different spaces, right? They're in the United States, which is, to be frank, a, a completely different animal because of carriers. Really, carriers kind of drive that. That's why you don't see the Oppos and the Realmes and the, and the OnePlus make any kind of meaningful penetration into American consumer space, because when it comes to phones, it's really carrier driven. I mean, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're the, the fact of walking into a Best Buy and buying an unlocked pixel is completely foreign to most people that I talk to and most consumers that are out there shopping. They, they're ready for a phone. They walk into their carrier. As Joe says, they've come in and, and Joe said, Hey, we got this Google pixel. Like, yeah, I know, but I've had a Samsung. I'm on a S8. Right or an S7 active or whatever. I, it's been old. I'm ready to get another one. I'm just going to go with what I know. Or I've been told by my children who are all have iPhones, <laughs> I should yeah. go ahead and, and you know they have a MacBook and and those things. So I, I mean that's pretty much what it is. People just are not willing to spend a lot of that money and and take a chance on something that's foreign or unknown to them. I think that really gives them pause. Unless you live in China, right? And then you've got <laughs> everything in the world, and then you know. And uh, <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you could walk into probably any one of the shops, and I, I've never been to China personally, so I don't know how it really is set up. But definitely have a whole lot more options um, mm-hmm. as far as phone choices and phone hardware than clearly probably any other place on earth. Uh, I would yeah, argue. yeah. But 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 it's but it's fairly obvious. Going back to what I was saying, that Samsung um, and Google are kind of um, baking in what they're doing with each other. The, mm. the, evid- the evidence of the whole kind of move towards the landscape um, stuff, the tablet stuff, the folding right. stuff, um, you know, Google were right behind Samsung doing that, and they they, they were using them as their test bed almost. So, right. yeah, yeah, I, I think Samsung is um, Google's ambassador, really. Absolutely. And so speaking of that real quick as a segue, so now that Google is now entering the foldable space do you really see that as a, as a product category that will ever be anything other than niche i mean you got the flip right you got a razor now that's coming out and you've got obviously the, the z flip but now here's google coming up with the fold the foldable devices foldable tablets foldable you know handsets what, what's your opinion on that do you think that's a niche thing it's going to kind of stay there or do you or do you think sorry, sam. sorry sam it's niche remember it's niche niche, niche. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, that's fine. It's aluminium. I get it. All right, I get it. Actually, uh, well actually, done. Actually, actually, that's a that's a French word, niche. Right. Yeah. We, won't, we, we won't go there. Right. So then we're all see, Joe. You're not. You're wrong too. So we're both in the same bucket, right? Okay. So uh, are, But do you think that that's kind of like you know? Do you think there's could be a possibility that we may see devices in ten years that that becomes more of a fifty-fifty or a thirty-seventy split? Like, do do what's your your thoughts on the foldable segment, as it were? I think that my um, I think it falls into two camps. Um, one is the flip phones, and then the other camp is the rest. 
And I think that the rest will um, be very niche um, moving forward in, uh, right across the board, I think. Um, incredibly niche. And it will only appeal to people who are business people who have um, their companies buy them these devices or right. um, they, they, they're, they're in the tech industry and they're looking at pushing boundaries, all the rest of it. But the flip phones, I think, will sell. And Samsung's own figures about the sales of the flip three and the flip four, um, uh, uh, sound that out. Um, uh, Oppo and, um, and Honor and other companies are coming into that really, really quickly because they've seen that the flip fold um, is, is selling. If they can get the um, the crease right on those, um, mm. then then I think that people that, that are, are seeing them as a ordinary phone, a candy bar phone that folds in half. And why not? It, right. it, it's in every other way. It's the same as an ordinary candy bar phone, except it folds in half, so you can put it away, and that's great. Now with the onset of the new the new kind of um, Motorola flip phone and the right. the, forth, the forthcoming Samsung Flip 5, we're, we're also seeing big screens on the outside for the first time, and that's yeah. going to change the whole landscape again as well. Um, but yeah, I, but definitely. In, in answer to your original question, yes, I think that the, the niche part will be everything else, and the flip phones will be where it will happen, and that's what will sell the most. Yeah, and I, and I think because that is a form factor that really, when deployed, is very familiar to a customer, whereas the foldable, I think a lot of people look at that and they go, how am I going to get, like, how do I want to use this in my regular life? And will I ever really use the the inner half, right? Am I going to sit there and be sitting on the couch and wanting to do something and then open it up? I think people have gotten so used to, you know, just switching between apps on a candy bar style, slab style phone. It's a lot more accessible as far as, first of all, the price point's a lot lot softer, right? We're in that maybe eight to $1,000 neighborhood as opposed yeah. to a 14 to 18 to $2,000 neighborhood. And also remember, it like, is perfectly stated. It, it really is essentially a, a regular phone that just gives you some real estate space. You can put in a, a pocketbook or a handbag or something that's a lot smaller. It actually, deploys into something smaller more manageable and now that you've got larger outside usable screen you might actually just be able to respond and stuff and see simple content now you can do that on the outside screen and it kind of even checks that box where now you you don't really have to use it that that makes the alternate use a lot more palatable for regular people instead of having to open it up every time yeah, I totally agree. I've, I've had um, the Fold 4 here on review. I've had, I, each, I actually bought one at one point and sold it on because very shortly afterwards, I realized that I've got loads of other gear that does that job even better. And there are compromises across the, the whole Fold thing. Um, but the Flip, I've still got my Flip 3 and I still go back to it now and again. And um, if I wasn't reviewing phones as, as part of what I do, yeah. I might well be using that as my primary phone. Um, the only problem with that phone that particular one is the battery is absolute crap but right um, <laughs> yeah but, it's, it's definitely um, garbage yeah like and, and, so, have, have either of you had um a, a a big folding device yet duo i've got the duo the original duo but not is that class as a foldable i guess it does yeah. sort of <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not a phone though <laughs> no right, exactly and uh, and i and i was a big proponent and still am i i have the original duo i bought a duo 2 at launch and you know i i'm a huge and to be fair, I, I, I'm not going to, to color it a different way. I am a huge Microsoft fan, but not to the point of 
letting them have a pass. I, I'm, I'm a responsible <laughs> fanboy, as it were. Um, but yeah, so I've had both duos, and I really do like the, the form factor. But I wouldn't call it a foldable because it's it's really a dual screen prototype. Mm. Is really what so, it is. And then I um and I did get a fold four for a little while, and I just I don't know. I just I found myself really not using it, or I had to yeah. consciously think about I'm going to use the inside screen, so I would open it up. Right? I had to. Con- I just. It just I, I spent my time with the, with the duo. You have to open up the screen to get to it, right? And there's nothing on the outside, so you have to open it up. But I found myself with a fold, just kind of using the outside screen, and that was just a, not a very good experience because of the aspect ratio. It just was not yes. great to see or type on. It was just not great. And then also, it's just super bulky and not. It's it's just doesn't fit in a pocket well. So I have a flip four, and I I used it last night. I love this thing. I I, I call it flippy dippy. That's what Joe makes fun of me. Cause that's <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love this thing. And I really, honestly, I would like to wish I could, I'd like to try the, the, the offerings from like Motorola and the Oppo and even I really like, like the look of the razor one. The razor one yeah. looks really good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree with you, Ted. I think you're hundred percent spot on. I, I really think that the flip, flippable category is definitely going to be the one that has more mainstream adoption and then of course when apple makes their foldable iphone if they do that i I, i've always made this argument that's when it's really at least for the united states that's when you get the good housekeeping seal of approval that's when it it all of a sudden you'll watch sales just explode and then it becomes on people's minds and i bet you i bet you that apple go with the flip and oh god yeah yeah Absolutely. Just because of the fact that most of their, you know, a lot of their user base, um, you know, women, it seems to be, would be their, their end because, but yeah, I I think the flippable just for the price and just for the availability and also because it kind of is the little training wheels to the foldable flippable category. I think if they made an iFlip, I I think they'd sell millions of them right out the gate. So so sitting in the middle of all this conversation is the, is the pixel fold. Which mm-hmm. is slightly different again, isn't it? <laughs> right. Exactly. A little bit of a difference, right? Um, I, I just don't think they're going to sell a lot of them. I, I just don't. I mean, it's a shame because oh, not if they keep delaying it. <laughs> well, and just it's it's a Google Pixel, right? So it's not going to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. And they are doing ads, but it's again, I, I you know, I, I argue it's a first generation product for Google, and I, I guess I just don't see them selling a lot. I see them selling a lot in the tech enthusiast community, but I don't think regular people, if they're going into a carrier store and see it even presented in a kiosk, I, and especially when they look at that seventeen ninety nine, I think they're going to go, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a hard pass for me. Definitely. About, that price about, is high. What about the form factor, though, in relation to what we were just saying? Um, between Because it sits kind of between. It's a bit like the right. Oppo N2, the isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah like it appeals N2, more yeah. to me. Being a duo user, it appeals more to me. Yeah, but uh, I, I guess. But here's here's what I would maybe argue is the fact that they're making the outside screen more usable even makes the inside the screen even less usable, right? Oh uh, no, but they use it in in like conjunction with the inside screen. You're meant to use both together with what they're doing. That's where Google's quite smart. They're yeah, trying to make I, it more functional. I'm just afraid that because the outside screen is so usable people at least at the front end until they get used to it are not going to be as mm. more inclined to use the inside as much because the outside is so functional and so capable and it's basically a phone i'm, I'm just interested to see because that's it's they're kind of straddled the fence and I, i'm just curious which side they're going to fall on do i think ted hit the nail on the head like with having other products that do the job better and i feel oh, the yeah. same like, i'd rather have a tablet to watch tv and do larger screen things 
So, yeah, yeah I'm with Ted there. There's other things that do do a better job. Yes, and, and I agree with you, Sam, I think, that the um, that, that people are less likely to um, open it up when they realise how much they can do on the outside. Unlike the, the Samsung Fold 4, um, right. you, you want to open it up, as you said a, a few minutes ago, because you want to be able to have that whole big platter to use. But if it's already there on the outside of the, 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 the Pixel Fold, then... Yeah, I, who, who's gonna? Apart from business people wanting to, to, to do to do a spreadsheet, or people wanting to watch a nice movie on the inside or something, mm. um, who's gonna open it up if if you can do it all on the outside? I don't know. Definitely niche. Yeah, then, yeah. Then, then especially when you figure out that you can go buy a Pixel Seven, which is basically a, you're essentially using it as a slab device. Why spend seventeen hundred when you can spend five fifty or six hundred quid? Right, and get yourself a Pixel, just a regular Pixel, and then. No, you have no concerns about you know fragility, no concerns about durability. Also, mm. you're at, you're at a way more palatable price point than anything else, right? I, I just yeah. again, I I think it's here's the thing. I, I will tell you though that once you start using a duo, and this is I think is what Microsoft <laughs> was trying to hit on, but they just didn't tell anybody about it. God bless them. You know, all you gotta do is <laughs> tell people that it exists, and maybe people would buy it. But once you start using two screens and you're able to to move like that and i'm not just talking for just work related stuff i'm just talking about like I, there have been times where i'll be watching a, a a cardinal game a baseball game on the one screen on my little streaming service and i want to check something else like i my wife ordered something on amazon i'm curious what she bought so i i don't have to interrupt that i can just open up the second screen and then look at oh amazon oh she ordered a thing for the kitchen okay cool and then just go right back you know the fact that i can seamlessly do that independently of each other once you have that capability as far as a workflow even for your personal life man it makes going back to a slab phone just tedious it's like this thing is holding me back i don't know it's you, you don't know it until you try it but you got to get them to try it and that's the barrier that's that's the entry point right you but don't get you have to get hooked but, don't, but don't you have better more capable devices kicking about um you're talking about being in the house around your wife on the sitting on the sofa in front of the telly you're, mm -hmm. you 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 could you could have loads of devices there that will do that better you're not talking about being on the bus or the train or in a business environment you're talking about sitting at home so right. Yeah. yeah, and that's where a tab, but I don't own a tablet. The only tablet I ever owned, honestly, was the old Nexus 7 2013. That was my Yay. only. I love, that I, I love that thing. I still have it, and I even put a, a lineage build on it. It's still, whew, it's still slow as dog shit, but I mean, it's, it still turns on. But I mean, but honestly, I mean, we don't have tablets in the house like that. I mean, she's got a Surface, um, a Surface Pro 3, and I don't have any, I don't have a laptop anymore, but. So, yeah, I get your point. If you have that device, like an iPad or a Pixel tablet or, you know, or anything else, yeah, it makes no sense at home. But I guess I've been able to get away with not buying a tablet because I essentially had a tablet in okay. my Duo, right? So it kind of – it was the, the reverse end of your argument, which I think if you got tablets, then then you know how that works. Then why would you buy it? That makes or sense. A, or, I, I or, a Chrome, or a Chromebook or anything, right? right. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense from a functional standpoint, unless you're always on the move or doing some of that, which yes, people just yes. just wouldn't. It's not a, not enough of a compelling reason to, to buy one. It just that doesn't exist in a lot of people's lives. Makes sense no. totally. I get you. Sure. So the other thing we sort of asked, so you 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 want to talk about like your um, you talk about cinema. So I wanted to kind of discuss your your other show because I wasn't <laughs> even aware of it until I looked it up. I was like, wow, he's in three or four other podcasts. This is fantastic. I can get more Ted Salmon and see what else he's about. Um, so 
that other mm-hmm. show that you do with Gareth. Like, mm-hmm. so how did that come up? Like, do you, I know it's the, the frequency isn't the same, but mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about that show? Do you like it? Is it something you're looking to expand? Like, um, tell us more about the, the cinema and show uh, podcast. I'm more curious about that. Yeah, yeah, we, we do that every fortnight. Um, it started off about 2016 um, with my, it was my idea, and I, I tried to get Steve to do it with me. Um, Steve, very quickly, um, after we started doing it, realised that he wasn't really um, knowledgeable enough about film and cinema and TV, and he we, we, we shuffled it across sideways. Gareth Miles popped up because we knew him from Tech Addicts, which inc- incidentally, subsequently, I've gone on board with him and I'm doing that with him now. Um, and Gareth had a friend called Alan Gilday, who's an actor. Both, um, incidentally, both Alan Gilday and um, Gareth Miles have both got pages on IMDb. Oh, <laughs> wow. really? That's pretty cool. Wow, look at that. I guess, I guess you've now ascended into real actual stars. If you're on IMDb, I guess that's it. You're, you're in well, now, you're in the club. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're really famous. And so, to some degree, I'm the, the kind of host of that show, and I'm certainly the third most knowledgeable about of the three of us about film, cinema, and TV. And I can't believe, when I'm we're sitting recording every fortnight, I can't believe the depth of knowledge that both of them have. Um, now, being actors and, and directors and producers of stuff, um, you would expect them to do, but Gareth's knowledge particularly about film is just amazing. Do tune in and have a listen to one of the shows, um, oh yeah, absolutely. And you'll 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 see what I mean about um, particularly Gareth, but the pair of them, they're really, really smart. And I love film, cinema, and TV. Um in the nineties uh, I lived in the cinema. I just I used to go into the cinema on a Saturday and a Sunday and just sit there all day, move from from cinema from film to film. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just yeah, it. that's pretty cool. Like I said, I, I you know, obviously because of the pandemic, I you know, I don't go to as many movies and of course my daughters um, and I don't go to the cinema as often as we used to. Um, but uh, and I and I also would say it's the same the same reason why home consoles kind of killed arcades, right? Because I mean, I would assume I have a friend of mine. Uh, his his uncle ha- is fairly well off, and he has got what I can only describe as essentially a private movie theater in his basement. I, I don't know how much this guy spent on this on the setup. I mean, he's got like the chairs and the projector. I mean, it's like, why would I go and spend twenty quid and then go to the concession stand and spend another twenty five for popcorn and a, and, a, and a drink, right? And then when I go to this guy's house, and it's like, and I'm sure he's probably spent fifty thousand dollars for the whole setup, but it's just like, I mean, that's why you don't go to arcade. But why would you pump quarters into it when you have you can play all your games at home and they're the same level, if not better quality, and you can do it online. Right. It's just home console and advancement has just killed arcades. And that's part of the cinema. I, I don't, you know, I can do pretty good at home. So it's like, eh, we go, we don't go very often, which is it's really sad though. Cause it's the whole experience. Like going to an arcade yeah. is, is different to playing a game in your home. Oh, uh, I grew up on that. Same stuff, with yeah. the cinema, like the whole getting your popcorn and although that's extortionate now, but right. getting popcorn and everything sitting down, it, and the sound system, you're not going to have that sound system in your home. No. It's, not, it's all not. that. And I guess yeah. that's the kind of movie, you know, if I was going to go see, like when I went to see, you know, uh, an action movie or like a sci-fi movie, I would definitely want to see it on a big screen, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? But just on a regular, regular, if I was watching just, you know, like, I don't know, if I was watching a regular movie like Pulp Fiction, I would just watch that at home. I'm like, eh, <laughs> it's okay. I don't have to watch it in 3D, surround sound, Dolby Atmos. It's like, eh, it's it's. <laughs> 
I, th- I think oh. one of the one of the advantages of going to the cinema um, is for me, going thinking back to the nineties when I did it all the time, is that it, it's really immersive. You oh, don't there's sure. not there's not a kettle that you go and get up. You, you don't have you know th- th- there's not any distractions. You're you're completely transfixed by what's in front of you, and it's right. wonderfully presented usually, and it's loud and it's in your face and you concentrate you know you sit right. there and you that, that's what you're doing and crucially you're t- told to turn your phone off right. <laughs> if you don't at home yeah but i agree because like i said when you're at home you know you can pause it anytime you want go to the restroom do whatever right but and i know i'm sure ted you probably does you've had to use the restroom probably terribly and you're like you're like you know you're going I'm not going to get up and go. I'm just going to plow through because I yeah. know no matter what point in this movie I get up, it's going to be the wrong time, and I'm going to be stuck. Do you remember in the old days when they had intermissions? Intermissions. Oh, Yay. yeah. Oh, screw- <laughs> yeah. I also was. I uh, told my daughter, I said, I'm also old enough and, and to remember when TV shows, at least in the United States, used to go off the air at night. So at midnight, TV shows would go off the yeah, air. Yeah. They would have a test pattern. They'd yeah. play the national anthem, and they wouldn't come back on until 6 o'clock in the morning. So it was like there was no TV. If, if you were up and had some insomnia and it was 1 o'clock in the morning and it was 1984, you're not you're not going to be watching television. There's no 24-hour news <laughs> channel. It's just yeah. you, know, you read a book or you do something else, right? So she's like, what? Go off the air? What do you mean TV goes off the air? I was like, yeah, it was no television. She's <laughs> like, are you kidding? I go, no, I'm serious. You know, it's – so it's funny when you, you, you sound like that, then you become the old guy, right, Ted? That's how it goes. When you, you're telling that story yeah, and you go, yeah. I remember that as a normal part of my life. And they're like, oh, my God, how did you, how did you survive as a species? Back then? <laughs> we have no idea. We're not sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great days. I really enjoyed my time at the cinema. Um, and I, when I remember, when I think back of the early days when they still allowed smoking in there. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Wow. Well, I, yeah. I, you, you, I can't believe that that they that smoking was allowed, and I can remember just looking through at this, the the screen through this fog of smoke. Right. And and in front of you, in the chair, in the this the, the stall in front of you, there's an ashtray. Right. Oh yeah. And it's funny because then you could look up at the you know the beam out of the out of the projector house, right? And you could see like the smoke swirling in the projector. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. like what this is. Yeah. This is super super healthy. Yeah. It was a good time. Right. So uh, so I guess what my question is would. What would you be your favorite genre of, of film? Like what what, uh, what 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 really drives your your as far as what do I like most? When you go to a movie, what genre are you more interested in when you go? I'm actually more interested in um, um, art house, to, to be honest, um, okay. and European cinema. So um, you know a lot of French films and Polish films um, and stuff like that. However, um, Gareth and Alan, since we've been doing this podcast, have pulled, drawn me out of that. Gareth, amazingly, has got me into horror films and oh wow, and, uh-huh. and, and, yeah, and I never really went for horror films before and thrillers and all sorts of um, interesting uh, stuff like that. I've always been a kind of um, more measured, you know, s- films in, in, in the 90s about were about, um, you know, um, thoughtful and, and um, well-paced dramas and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but but yeah, la- la- latterly now I go for all sorts of different things. How about you? I- I'm not a horror film guy, it's just because I always know it's, um, I don't know, just, it did, I mean, I'm not as a kid, you know, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street and the, um, you know, the Halloween movies and those kind of things. And of course, we all went to those because, I mean, you're a kid in the 80s, right? It wasn't exactly like you had genres of film that was available to you <laughs> when your parents were taking you. But as I got older, I just, I, it's not a genre 
genre that I, I think it's just they make me laugh. They're almost like comedies because they're yeah, yeah. even no matter how well they're done. And and again, I think that the horror genre for me has it's blurred into that thriller. Just like to me, the movie like Hostel, that to me is not a horror movie. It's really the gore. It's all about it's the just, gore, it's isn't it? Like yeah, it's just like. <laughs> It's just terrible, right? It's like, oh my god! It's it's just like I've never seen a Saw movie. All the it's way all about the shock factor, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's just gore and just it's just violence <laughs> for the sake of being. I don't know, just it doesn't work for me. Um, so I, I I actually think they're funny. When I, I my favorite genre movie probably is, I, I really like comedies. I I just to me, and now it's not funny anymore because these movies aren't funny. I'm talking about like, um, you know, Doc, uh, Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks kind of comedies, right? Things yeah. that are you know, the double entendres and, and that's just isn't a bunch of, you know, fart and dick humor the whole time. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I like a good comedy or, or, or like uh, one of my favorite was Shawshank Redemption, right. Just, a, just a, a really well-made story of, of hope and, you know, you know, and just, you know, it, over, 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 overwhelming odds kind of movie. I, I like those inspirational kind of movies. So you probably laugh. One of my favorite movies is Forrest Gump. Oh, that movie's great. <laughs> Forrest Forrest Gump. That yeah. movie's awesome. So, but it's interesting. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have thought that. You know, I, I would, I could see Ted definitely being in one of those classic European. If I, I, had I think to, it's great. Yeah. If I if I had to pick my favorite film of all time, it would still be Silence of the Lambs. I oh, think that wow. that just um, I, I, a close second would be The Shining, but Silence of the Lambs just. It, it came at just the right time for me. It's an amazing thriller, um, really oh, well yeah. constructed. The Thomas Harris book is just amazing. If anyone has not read the book, then go and read it. There's so much more, as usual, in the book than there is in the film. Um, and it's, it's a great trilogy of books. So go and get it. Absolutely, yeah. If there's an audio book, I'll check it out. <laughs> oh, there is, there is, yeah. There, I'm sure there is. Oh, yeah, so. I told you I don't read normally. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it's probably why my vocabulary is so poor. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, the, the audio, the audio books for the trilogy are, re are read by Thomas Harris. So you've got no oh, see, that's that's what we we said before, didn't we, Sam? How we love yeah. it when the audio books actually read. Um, oh yeah, by the that's, author. yeah. I, that's what, and also for me too is I, I like because I have a, a lengthy commute to work, um, and so I like the audio books because one, it's usually read by the author, or in some cases, I've had um, some favorite sci-fi books of mine that are written by a specific uh, Ray Porter is his name. Um, he, he reads them, and I just think he just does a fantastic job on science fiction uh, books. And so I actually like him just because of the author uh, of the the, nor the narration, and not necessarily the author of the book. So it kind of works out pretty good. So I like audiobooks because a lot of reading will put me to sleep. I, it just makes me drowsy. Thing so. you say, Sam, you've now got other podcasts to check out. So. You're, you're yeah. sorted for your, for your commute now. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and that's what I like too. One I didn't mention earlier, actually, is one we don't do very often, but it's quite good fun. Steve and I do Chewing Gum for the Years, and that's a um, podcast about music, um, which he does know much more about than I do. Um, but we don't do that very often. It's an occasional one. But, yeah, music and... I need to check all these out myself because I'm, I'm very interested, definitely. Yeah. I'd love well, to hear what you guys think. Salmon.com. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just found here. Yeah, it looks like they're up to episode. I see twenty-eight discussing LPs. That's that. So, yeah, good time. So, as what basically what what Ted's doing is as he's mentioning them, I'm just going into my podcast addict. I'm just I'm just pulling them down now <laughs> as he's talking because I, if I try to write them down, I'm going to forget it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget, don't forget whatever works because that's really good fun. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I like those. And so, uh, speaking of podcasts, when you're listening to shows and you're not doing shows, which you, I mean, and I had to, and to be honest, I know Joe's going to laugh at this, but I had to look up Fortnite because I couldn't remember how much time that was. Because <laughs> that's that's that is something Sorry, Americans don't yeah, use as yeah, a general yeah. term. Um, and, I, and I heard it before, and I'll and I and I, and I but I was like, oh man, I don't. I know exactly what Fortnite is. So, and then I try to look it it's up. A and it's, game. Got, it's a game. I, it's a game. Yeah, that's funny. I looked it up on Google, and it was just giving me the damn game. I'm like, no, I want the definition of the word Fortnite. It's every two weeks. I said, okay, cool. I'm good. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I think, I think, I think it derives from 14 nights. Yeah, I think they said to me it was basically because of the a lunar something or another. It's uh, that's where it comes from. It's like lunar cycle or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Middle yeah. Ages. Yeah. So, <laughs> who knew, right? Um. But uh, like other podcasts, what do you normally say? We had talked before the show that you're really not into the sport, which is totally okay. Uh, yeah. But what other kind of podcasts do you do you listen to very often, or do you not have a lot of time as far as other other creators or other kinds of, of shows or, or podcasts that you like to listen to? I, I'm afraid to have to report that most of the stuff I listen to uh, in terms of um, podcasts are tech ones. Okay. So I'll listen to. Um, you know, um, Leo Laporte stuff, for example. Um, I used to watch it. I used to sit there and, like, for two and a half hours watch um, wow. this, this Week in Tech and This Week in Google and um, all about Android and all that. <laughs> I, I don't watch it anymore, but I do kind of dip in and out. And I do find that it keeps me quite well informed about what's going on. I mean, at the end of the day, it's only people's opinions and, um, right. you know, what they think about stuff. But it, it raises the profile of what's in the news for me and it keeps me kind of uh, a bit more knowledgeable than I, I might otherwise be. Um, you know, if, if I wasn't watching it, I do spend a lot of my time editing and um, running the MeWe groups. In the MeWe right. groups, it's like a, a private club social network, which is um, not open in the same way as Twitter mm. is or whatever else or Facebook. It's, right. a, it's, a, it's a lockdown network, which is safe and secure. And um, I spend a lot of my time in there, uh, moderating it and running it and sorting out stuff in there. As a result of that, I, I go off and I collect news stories to put into there. So I'm, I'm a bit right. of an, a, a human aggregator for the media <laughs> right. groups. Um, and it's fantastic. We love it. We absolutely love it and appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so that takes up quite a lot of my time as well. But yeah, um, in answer to your question, I, I think um, it's all tech stuff. I dip in and out of YouTube now and again. Um, I watch certain um, videos. It, they tend to be centered around, however, if I'm looking to buy something or I'm researching something or I'm, I, I want to look up a film. So I look at reviews of films that are, it, it doesn't tend to be routinely following um, a series of podcasts, which is probably quite different to what I used to do 10 years ago. Um, but I guess you've got a list of favorites between you, have you? Yeah, Joe. What do you, what do you what kind of yeah? What's on your? Uh, you can pull up your your favorite podcatcher and see what so, you got going. Um, I like Ask Blog, which is um, it sounds terrible, but it's actually an Arsenal uh, podcast. Uh, actually, <laughs> no, it, actually not, it sounds terrible. Just, it's just nothing to do with asses. Um, they're fantastic, actually. They've been going quite a long time. I think they've been going since two thousand six. So they've been going for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. They're very good. Um. I actually like um, John Trimmer's got one uh, by called the Hyperbaric Goats, <laughs> and they do film reviews. They're very oh, funny. Our, our John Trimmer. Our John Trimmer, yeah, he does one called uh, oh, right. Hyperbaric Goats, uh, and it's film review. 
Uh, and he's he's very funny. Him and his uh, uh, his friend Bread Roll. He's called. <laughs> uh, oh, I need to ask him why he's called Bread Roll. We're getting them on as guests at some point. Okay. But yeah, they're very fun. Um, PSC obviously is the other my go-to one. I don't listen to too many podcasts, so I need to check out more. Mm-hmm. I Google um, podcast. I listen to that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> don't know why. So <laughs> and and so I guess the proper the proper the proper counterbalance to Ted is I'm I'm a huge sports fan uh, of. American sport, basically, but also I've I've been into I'm going to say soccer just because I realize that yeah I know but uh and we have a team here in, in St Louis now and it's actually the funny thing is uh, football is very big in St Louis as far as the American cities um, and so it took us a long time to get MLS but we're we're just excited as hell I mean that's the big thing plus also our baseball team is terrible um, <laughs> which is funny because historically they're very good and this year they are just taking the piss I don't I don't have no idea what's going on with them so. Podcast wise, um, I have I still listen to Android Central now and again. Um, another show I realized is Benefit of the Doubt, my, one of my favorite people in the world, Adam Dowd. Him and uh, oh, he was a great guest actually. Adam's a great guy because he's he's from Chicago, so he's a Cubs fan, so I already hate him uh, for that reason. Because you know <laughs> it's like you know it's a rivalry thing. But um, yeah, he's fantastic. He's always done a good job. Um, I also follow uh, Miriam Jawar, so I, I also look mobile tech podcast. I'm a big fan of Miriam as well. And then, of course, I have phone show chat and, and wands, but then it starts devolving. Oh, wands back there, of course. Right. And then I, and it starts to devolve into um, the sports stuff. So I'm like, you know, listen to a bunch of sports commentators and, and those kind of things. So it's a lot of that. And then Windows Central, of course, is one of my favorite go-tos because I'm a fan of uh, – um, and it's funny because once I find a good podcast, Ted, I don't know if this is for you. Well, I, I tend to just – I'm more interested in the people giving the shows, not necessarily the content. I mean, you and you and Steve could be talking about a refrigerator, and I would probably <laughs> listen to it, just because because you guys. And I think that's talks to the longevity of your show. Mm. It's, you know, you obviously have to have some. I mean, if you do something for 14 years, you have to be in sync or at least enjoy the co- the company of the other person you're doing it with. And so, yeah. just listen to you guys. I mean, you guys could be describing how to take a distributor off of an engine. And I'm all in. Like I'll listen to it just because. <laughs> and also, you guys don't always fall in line with each other. It's not this back and forth, sycophantic kind of response where, you know, you guys have disagreed on stuff. You got you have a different take. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, it's better when you do. Right, and then so it's it, it, it's it's a lot of those. You you bring a lot of counterbalance to his arguments and discussions and thought processes about tech. And so, yeah. I just appreciate the listen to. Uh, your, your your gentleman's podcast and, and that's why i'm gonna check out the other ones too but i almost listen to the show's presenters m- almost as much as the content i guess that's kind of a dumb way to think about it but uh I no just, not at all i don't think yeah, so some of these people are just so engaging and riveting and you could listen to them discuss i mean that's why i like ask blog because gunner blog and andrew the main guy ask blog they're, they're fantastic they're so funny um yeah and what it's was it to ask ted though is how did he meet Steve? How did you um, guys meet? Well, well, a long time ago, um, back in the early days of Nokia, even before Symbian, really, mm-hmm. we had this um, online uh, community called Kix, um, CIX, which is which is actually still going, and it's an off it's an offline reader. Um, so I say it was online, but it wasn't really online. It was offline because what you did was you went um, on there and it, it was all text based. And, and you okay. went on there. You had a, a, a thing on your phone, a, a piece of software on your phone or on your Scion device. And you would 
um, read what other people are. You download whatever what everyone else had contributed to all the different conversations. You would read it offline, and then you would quickly go back on online and blip the server and send all your new comments up so that it got embedded into what was going on on the server. Huh. And then the, ne the next person would then download the refresh comments and it was, oh man it, it, Woo, it was, that's old yeah, school <laughs> a really long way around what we do now take for granted um mm. and and yeah steve was part of that whole kick thing he he used to run the the three lib thing which was to do with the scion um software uh, scene he was he was he was a shareware writer and i used to buy i used to get um uh, software from him to put on my scion and we just kind of evolved from there really we just got to start to, to start to get to know each other we met at a couple of pub meets and that sort of thing and then i suggested one day how about an audio podcast because he was doing um he was doing uh, all about symbian and mm -hmm. latterly all about windows phone with rafe yeah. rafe blandford and i said what about psc because we had psc going by then let's do our podcast and so that's where it took off. He actually, the funny thing is that um, when I first mentioned it and had this conversation with him, he wasn't at all convinced. He was, he kept shying away from it and saying, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anyone will listen to it. I said, come on, let's just, just give it a go. And if you listen to that very first, that, that very first show, it's really quite funny, really badly produced and badly um, presented. And it's, it's a quite funny, but sounds yeah. like us. <laughs> well, and, and, and I always thought this is why I told my daughter, I said, honey, you know, nobody went to, to primary school or secondary school or high school in the United States and was a podcaster, right? There's no, there's no way to, you know, you have to just basically try your best and then you, it's, yeah. it's, it's the learning and the, and then that kind of thing. And yeah. My, my, one of our first shows um, that we ever did uh, one of my old uh, across the podcast was with Viper and it was terrible. It was a train wreck. I was just, right. it was like, I listen to it now and I'm going, God, I'm a functional moron. Why do I even bother doing this? Right? It was so bad. I could, I can't. And that's another thing too is I generally can't listen to my own show because my wife, who I love dearly, is my own worst quick. She goes, "Honey, I cannot understand any universe or reality where anybody would want to sit there and listen to your bullshit for an hour." She goes, I'm, "I'm married to you. And I love you, and I can barely stand your shit sometimes." And then you yeah. got, you know, it's, and, and it's funny because we have this very interesting relationship that if we're out in public. Uh, we'll kind of like banter back and forth like that to each other. And, uh, and then I've even had people go, are you guys like, okay. And I went, Oh yeah. Like, what do you mean? They're like, are you guys like on the verge of divorce? I'm like, Oh yeah, we do this all the time. So she'll ask me some kind of question. I said, you know, I wish there was this, um, thing where you could take, you could have a handheld battery powered device where you could type in information and it would give a response. So like, if you had a question about, you know, what's a good environment to grow tomatoes and you could ask it matter of fact we even have we could just say it you can say it out loud and it'll give you a response we need to invent a device that does that we need to try to come up with something to help each other i think it'll be revolutionary for the world we'll make millions billions of dollars she's like you're such an asshole i said i so in our family uh, the the phrase is gts which is google that shit so she'll ask me a question I go honey i have no idea what to do just google it i whatever right and so we'll we'll kind of give each other a little bit of trouble but yeah those those first shows i'm sure ted are always kind of like oh man god i'm glad yeah, we're much yeah. better than we are now because we would never we have five listeners if we yeah 
Yeah, the, the interesting bit was though that um, Steve was just so dubious, and he, he <laughs> yeah he, he, he needed he needed he needed talking into it. Um, but <laughs> I, I think podcasting for me has been also a lot about liking the sound of your own voice, um, being willing to talk, and being happy to talk about whatever topic it is, and just right. rattle it off. A bit like I am now, really, just talking about absolutely nothing, really, and right. just kind of just yabbering on about whatever comes into your brain, and. And I guess over time, after 14 years, you kind of get half decent at doing that. Um, yeah. I do I do get caught out um, on Projector Room, particularly with those two, um, you know, whiz kids on film and cinema, Gareth and Alan. I do get caught out. I, 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 I'm sometimes sitting there thinking, who's that actor? I can't remember that actor's name. And as soon as they know it, of course, they they, they reel it off and, I'm, and I get stuck. But you see, I'm, I'm doing it again. I'm just rattling on about nothing. Right. And, and that and that's, that's the beauty perfect of it. And that's, show. And, and that's what because and I, and you know, we don't exactly have the greatest kind of like you know you know we, we our approach is basically like you know I could go to Ted Salmon's website and I could listen to his podcast and I can kind of get what he's about but this is more just a, uh, of like just a conversation where and a lot of people go man I'm glad I don't have to talk about tech necessarily I can just come it's in it's just free guys hanging about, out yes you know we can talk about <laughs> yeah. like if I try to we try to structure like if we all met at a pub which to be fair. I'm kind of pissed off that I don't, I can't just drive to the pub meets because I would totally do that. Problem is, I have this whole ocean thing I got to navigate, and so <laughs> and I, you know, your pubs aren't, you know, and I don't think you guys are doing a U.S. tour anytime soon. So, um, and if you were, <laughs> you know, I would not recommend coming to St. Louis. There's a lot cooler places to visit than in the United States than St. Louis. But, but I, I would just think with yeah. three three guys sitting around having a pint at a pub, just talk about whatever, you know, talk about the movie they saw, what's going on with their spouses, a work thing, and just organically talking about um, and stuff and just trying to get to know more of the person behind the necessarily podcaster. So that's what we try to, to provide. And, and like I said, we're just doing it for fun. If it gets, you know, 50 downloads a month, we're, we're okay with that. We, yeah, we just enjoy yeah. the, the chat and the company. So. Yes, as as it's often said, we would be having this conversation anyway. If someone wants to listen to it, then great. Absolutely. So, and I and I guess we're we're kind of already. I can't believe we're already at the fifty three hour mark of the of this recording. It's incredible just to have, um, and and that's how I know fifty three hours. Has it been fifty three no. hours? Give me minutes. Don't. <laughs> no, it's been a it's been a fortnight. Uh, use that now. I'm actually going to start using that, and that's what I've been doing. That's part of the the fun of of working with Joe uh, Ted is I'm kind of using more British terminology about stuff, right. and uh, and people just kind of look at me like what what do you mean <laughs> so you know <laughs> and so hey uh, the, uh our, our, our our football our soccer team was playing and so somebody walked by and they said hey what are you doing today i said oi oi football zone you know like that and they're just like <laughs> and they're like what what the fuck is wrong with you man are you okay and i said no you know i just i'm just having a i'm just having a guy fetch you know it's like it called people muppets and stuff and it's just great so i just kind of inter interdisperse um British terminology inside of like my regular conversations, but I do it in a way it's like I'll just sneak a word in every once in a while. And it's funny because it's like a mental like speed bump, right? They just go, Did you just call me a Muppet? I go, Yeah, <laughs> you're a Muppet. And it's like, Like the Muppets, like, no, like you're an idiot. You're that kind of Muppet. They're like the British Muppet. And they're like, you're a, you're a moron. I hate you. I don't, let's, I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. So it, it's kind of interesting how I don't know if Joe does that on his side. Where, but uh, he definitely sends me a lot of baseball clips now. He loves baseball, uh, apparently. Oh, yeah. I like looking at the clips. It's yeah, like right. TikTok style baseball, though. Yeah. <laughs> I just look at the good stuff. <laughs> so, 
Oh, so and Ted, I you know I, I realize we, we're almost at the hour. That's usually where we cut the show off. But I just want okay. to get said, I'm just excited, and I am just again very thankful. And it's been an honor, Pope. After listening to you for all these years and listen to you know, to we need to get Ted back on again. I've really enjoyed this. Absolutely, you know, and like I said, luckily he's got. He seems like he's got a, a enough bandwidth maybe to squeeze us in every once in a while, a couple months or so. So we would we just. It, I've been looking forward to this all week just to have this conversation with you because I, I just been a fan and I, I really enjoy your content and you and you do great. And Steve, it's just I, I just enjoy listening to your show every week and and quite look forward to it. So I'm glad that's not going to stop anytime soon. Thank you. I shall um, take those comments back to Steve, and, and we thank you very much. Um, and, and yes, in answer to your question, I'm very happy to come on whenever you've got a space and you want to have a natter with me. So, yeah, bring it Fantastic. on. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right, Joe, anything else that you want to fire across the bow before we, we wrap this up for the, for the day? Well, we always forget to say it. We better say it. Skin your shit. Right. Extremeskins.co.uk. Absolutely. And I feel happy because I know it wasn't us, but I know that uh, Steve has, has has put a couple of skins on his phone from Scream Skins, and he seems like he's a fan of yeah. the quality. So yeah. uh, we, we love them. I mean, I, they're fantastic, and you should go get And, of course, the Skin Your Shit hashtag, that literally is not – that's not sponsored by them. We just, I said it one day in a podcast and we kind of, it's just a running gag that we kind of go with. And I'm sure they're probably like, why do we let this American talk for us? This guy's a moron. Don't say that. We're not, we're upstanding. No, they're great guys. They love it. I'm sure. Absolutely. So again, Ted, you know, we'd love to have you on for a follow-up show sometime in the, in the future. And again, no, really, really no, appreciate no your time to share. So. Very happy to. All right, for myself, for Joe, this is the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe, audio-only version with Ted Salmon on June 18, 2023. Thanks for stopping by. Again, check out our sponsor, subscribe to our stuff, enjoy your tech, have a good rest of your day, and remember, be excellent to each other and take care of your your, your loved ones. And then, happy Father's Day, by the way, for people in the UK and the United States. Happy, happy Papa's oh, Day. Yeah. Yeah, we forgot to even mention that. So if that applies to you. Oh, saving happens. it for our next one. That's okay. We'll just throw it in here too. What the hell? Why not? Nobody's, nobody's listening <laughs> it anyway. So then, they know, then they know that it is done on the same day. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Take care of yourselves again. Thank you, Ted, for so much. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll cut it short. And everyone have a good rest of your day. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>